Father's Day is here. If you're not sure what you should get for the dad in your life, maybe we recommend Buck Mason. It's all the stuff he likes to wear, just t-shirts, basics, simple stuff, but better. It's like the stuff he's got, but better. And best of all, he'll feel the same way when he opens his Buck Masons on Dad's Day. Yeah, whoever you're celebrating <laughs> this Father's Day, give them something timeless they'll hold on to for life. Give them Buck Mason! For a limited time, you can get 15% off on great gift, uh, great gifts for Dad or for yourself when you spend at least $100 at buckmason.com slash Ellis. That's B-U-C-K-M-A-S-O-N dot com slash Ellis for 15% off on great gifts for Dads when you spend at least $100 buckmason.com slash ellis ellis made here talking about on it uh we're talking about supplements kettlebells i really like these little bat i don't know what they're called but there's a mace and then there's these bats and they come in all different sizes and there's all these different workouts you can do that i don't know man they just seem easier and less boring you wiggle them around i make up my own ones and you get a pump, you get jacked, you stay fit, you stay healthy. They've got everything there. And if you want to get a discount, use mine, please. Uh, Onit.com slash Ellis. And you will get yourself a discount there and they will know that I sent you. Thanks, Onit, for sponsoring the podcast. Oh, yeah, patreon.com slash Ellis. I just splat, splashed liquid death into my sunglasses. I got a weird thing with bubble water in my eyes right now. I was gonna, I did stand up last night, and I usually have a bottle of water where I spit water in the air, but I ran out of water, and they didn't have anything but Pellegrino. So when I spat the Pellegrino, it bounced into my eye. And bubble water in your eye, it hurts. Not bad, but enough to be like, you got to. You're all fucked up for a second. So. It's like the one place that's not refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we've got a guest. Uh, one of the greatest skateboarders alive today. Mitchie Brusco is here, everybody. Thank you for Fuck having yeah. me, dude. <laughs> I did Mitchie's podcast three months ago. No idea. Yep. Time is. Cool. Me too. Rock and roll, baby. The other day. Yeah. yeah. Your, a few episodes back. Your podcast is called Brusco Talk Shop. That's right. And Mitchie is a guy that um, was one of those little guys that had the skill. It's a rare thing when someone's very small and they have that ability. And it seems like uh, as soon as that started, that's kind of around the time that I left skateboarding. And then when I came back, Mitchie Brusco was the, the legend and he can do everything. I saw him on Instagram yesterday doing street shit where I'm like, 
now I know why you can do everything on vert. You're fucking legit on street. Like frontside Tesla, heel flip. I, I learned what the that fuck, yesterday. dude. That's like flipping out of stuff and you're a vert guy that can do 1080s. That is and I didn't know. I should have known, but I didn't know that you could do both that well. Well, do you know Dylan Jabe? He had a Thrasher part come out today. Who? Dylan Jabe, the no. kid who can do like all the flat ground shit. He skates at Poods all the time, that skate park. Okay. So I've been going there at like 9 a.m. before the vert sessions for the last like month or so. For yeah. Like two hours. With him. And he's there grinding all the time. And he'll just, he's given me every single tip that he can possibly give. Yeah. And then so he'll leave and I'll just stay for an extra hour or two work out how to get my board flipping and then go skate vert and over the month or so i got my kick flips got better front side flips got better my tail slides got better and then yeah that video came you do videos trick tips and like on the basics and stuff and really break it down i'm really starting to lean into that yeah it it, do you think that because your mind when you're explaining how to do tricks it feels like you can explain it Better than I've heard any other skateboarder try to pass down something. You know, like you you kind of remind me of Dominic Cruz in the UFC. Like he's so advanced on how it's done that when he announces things, you're like, oh, fuck. I would never have understood that unless you just broke down what this guy is doing. You you do the same thing. And when I watch that, I go, that's how you're that good. Because I feel like I just have always, I just feel it. It's not right. I'm like, I don't really try to break it down and understand like every little piece of the puzzle. And you do. And I feel like that has helped you get to where you are. Well, what I thought it was, was vert skating is really scary. So a way to combat that fear is like make the best plan you can come up with. And then it's worth eating shit over. So I thought that like. If I really understand, okay, my foot goes here. If it feels like this when I flip it and I catch the board and I feel my weight in this spot, like that's as far as you can get. And now it's just time to test it. Now it's time to just commit and see if you're right. Yeah. But now that I think about things, I think I just, I learned like that because when I was five and a half, (laughs) I was at Slam City Jam in Vancouver yeah were you there yeah probably <laughs> sick you were uh, five and a half five and a half yeah so i was like oh three maybe yeah i was definitely there then and rodney mullen was there okay yeah and i was backstage somehow and how long have you been when you were five and a half were you already I started when i was three so by five and a half were you pretty decent i was there's this picture remember renee renee yeah fuck yeah of course there's this picture of me dropping in that big concrete bowl at four years old. Remember that big concrete bowl at Slam City Jam outside? I dropped in that for like 300 bucks with Renee Renee on the mic when I was four. And the whole park was like going crazy about it. Um, And I think doing that actually led me to meet Rodney. And then during an autograph signing, he would come talk to me, get on his hands and knees and explain like foot placements and how your shoulder over your front leg to do your pop shove it. And if you let it get too far outside, then this isn't going to work. And as you start going switch, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, my introduction to skating was Rodney. <laughs> and then he started flowing me almost boards then. Oh, shit. And so I think having a relationship with him in that way of thinking at five, six, seven, I mean, I mean, I, Rodney's, I think it shaped me. Rodney's a nice guy, and especially to other skateboarders, but it does say something when Rodney 
pays that much attention to somebody your age that he could see your gift. Yeah, it makes no sense now. Like, it does. It makes back, perfect yeah. sense because Rodney Mullen has the eye. Yeah. And he saw you and was like, this kid's going to be really. It's like uh, I remember Jake Brown was really little and, and Chris Miller came to Australia and, and, and Chris and I were judging an amateur contest and Jake was in it. And Chris said, this kid's going to be fucking big. And I was like, really? Because Jakey was kind of messy back then and not that good. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, man. He stayed gonna- messy. He just got good. Yeah. But well, I remember when Chris stated that so easily. I went, "How do you- I've known him for 10 years. Like, what do you mean he's good? Like, he's not. No, he's not. Oh, yeah. But he saw it before I did. Yeah. But and- you, you, you were backstage at Slam City Jam because you'd sort of demonstrated a weird knack. Like, you were writing when you were three. I, I, I have a son who's kids play around with boards yeah kids don't ride when they're three also this was 2000 right when i was three so there weren't six-year-old vert skaters back then and nine-year-olds you know like doing it i didn't wasn't any vert skaters there was barely any (laughs) yeah it skipped an entire generation up until that point you know so the fact i could skate transitions i was dropping in these big bowls at at four years old and did you live near one I lived near a skate shop called Trickwood, who in right by my house, who had a mini ramp like three feet tall. So that's your first ramp. And so when I went and got my first board, you could test it on the ramp, and that I that was my second home. Okay. So I was a mini ramp kid for a couple of years. And what, then, does a, what does a five year old do with three hundred bucks? I didn't save it. That's for it's long gone. I have no idea. Probably paid for gas to get to Vancouver and back from Seattle. Who took you? My mom. I remember right. that. Okay. Yeah, I was with my mom. Shex was 12 or yes. 13. Yeah. He was the one who pulled me over the fence. So the whole almost team, I mean. I, what do you mean pulled you over the fence? So. You were in the crowd? I Yeah, we, we, were, we were just in the observing area. And I'm this little tyke with a skateboard. And Shex pulls me over into the skate park. Why? No Did- idea. He didn't know you were no anything. clue, no clue. Wow. Yeah, and said what? Come skate, and I was friends with him ever since. I think that led to meeting Rodney. That led to being on almost. I mean, getting float almost boards. That trip right there was so much. So I know when I was on your podcast, you said some stuff about your family and how you. It sounded like at one point you were talented enough, and your mom was like, "Fuck it, you're gonna be." a pro skateboarder and we're moving to another state, right? Well, did that, how how did that whole, I, I love competing and I always have. So when I was like nine, 10, 11, 12, I was doing demos at the do tours. It was like little Grom demos, we called them. And then I won my way through the amateur series at 13 and I won my way into the first pro contest, got signed by rockstar and a, and a, uh, cell phone company called Pantech. So like how much was, money is that? Those were like 50 grand each plus incentives. Hmm. So that was like the obviously the most money I had I, I mean, yeah, I was like 14. Um and we just decided that like I was already spending about one and a half weeks in California to go skate hawks every month. Your mom would take you. I'm just me and my mom would go. Yeah. And then you get a house or well, we stayed with uh, you know, Zane Timpson. I don't he had just recently he had just recently passed away. But we 
stayed with him and his family often, you know, for a week at a time. We'd yeah. stay at a, a condo of someone we met on one of these trips in Carlsbad. Your mom would line that up or is that you? Yeah, my mom my mom would line it up. I mean, the connections came from skating and then my mom would do the talking. Your mom is couch surfing with you, pretty much. Exactly, yeah. So then all this money comes in and me, her, and my two sisters move down here, you know, and it, at that time, it's like, not much forethought really went into it. It was all I knew was like contest to contest. Go get go keep getting podiums and you can stay in California. Yeah. You know, and, and it was I think all that was really good for, you know, then we got our feet settled and it took like, you know, that was 14, 15, 16 was like pretty intense, like contest to contest. And your whole family moved to California and you live in, you rent an apartment or? Yep, yep. we and, rented a house with Kara Beth Burnside. Yeah, she was on Hulk versus Wolf the other day. Yeah. She's awesome. Yep, we lived at her place. So no way. Like, me and my two sisters She's and my mom. The best. She had a duplex. So my dad stayed back. Yeah. You're, you're paying for it. Yeah, I was paying for it. And yeah. your sister going, like you all moved and went to a new school? Yeah, everyone started going to school. Everyone... How did your sister feel about you being kind of, responsible for everybody moving to california uh well it's, happy f- well like- it's kind of funny because like it really was never talked about what do you mean like it really wasn't like i i, I seriously was just with my younger sister yesterday and i think she's blown away every time she realizes like that what what happened and how it worked you know because things were like really smooth i mean i was making enough money really good at what I did. I never complained. Like I just went to work, you know, they went to school. I didn't want to, I didn't really bother anyone. Things didn't really get, things really didn't complicate until, you know, I start, I was turning 17. Then there was like a way too much partying at home. Like there was way too much drinking at home, like from, like from my mom and from, even you know, it's just, there was just, who else is drinking in your house? Start, it started to get messy. There was just parties at my house. Like, your you mom know. was having parties. Well, I, I was or allowed. To, yours? I was allowed to do whatever I wanted. The sisters were allowed to do whatever we wanted. Like we could just have people over all the time, and it's you know. So you were having parties. I, I mean, we just switched off. Everyone was. Were you drinking? Yes. Really? Yeah, for sure. Like a problem almost. Uh, I wouldn't. I. I. Are you I, just oh, raging? Just raging. You know, I liked. Eh. I liked what I did. Nothing was getting in the way of that. Okay. But, you know, I started drinking when I was like. 14 or 15. Oh. Yeah, I was just like party, party on trips. No, there was really not much rule. Well, it's hard to make rules when you're paying for everything. Yeah. Well, and, and, and how old were you when you started also, paying for everything? I wasn't, I wasn't paying for jack shit when I was 14 and I was drinking and I wasn't paying for jack shit when I was 17 and I was drinking a lot. And if you wanted to count the drinks in a week, that's an alcoholic, but it's also just like a 17-year-old like all the rest of my friends. Like, Jason, how different... What he's describing doesn't sound very different from what I would expect you were doing when you were 15, 16, 17, right? Yeah, but nobody was around me. Right. But I, when you're that age, you kind of, maybe you shouldn't, but you can get shit-faced and go to the ramp and take I it think seriously. the thing it's possible you guys aren't catching is Mitchie Brusco has always been at the highest level, and I've kind of been just under that because I party all the time. Everybody knew it. I didn't. I was, you're, he's always so good in the contest. I'm like, there's no way this guy drinks. He's on point every contest. Yeah, no, there was no, I never had any rules. 
did you ever you, you you never got drunk the night before a contest right you had control i did i did like once or twice and it was like my worst contest so so you knew not to do that yeah i mean i fell on a backside air like three times in a row at due tour and in, in ocean city uh off of the roll in like i didn't i didn't like i, I don't think i made my first trick right and that's, like i, I think bad. i was so i was like speaking backwards like the that night you yeah know? i was like I think I just got too. I think I just got too wasted. So when does it get? You say it gets complicated. So you guys are all drinking. Yeah, it, everybody's like, having a good time. It got what, what goes wrong. It got complicated when I start. You know, I'm no longer like underneath my mom when it comes to like decision making, and I want my own life now, and I want to work out my own deals, and maybe like I don't. I don't want to be as like, I just don't want to be as controlled anymore. Like I'm ready to move out and I'm ready to like do these things on my own. And it was like, she really wanted, you know, she really wanted to be my manager still and didn't, you know, she didn't work and didn't like, so things got like real messy from that. Like, cause you wanted to move out and you didn't want to support your family anymore. Yeah. Well, my parents were together for the first two or three years that we moved there. And then they Even had like, your dad didn't move with you. He was supposed to come later once work and this, I mean, I was 15. So I just like, I bought it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Now Wait, I so can't. do you think that he knew that he wasn't coming? I think so. Yeah. Are you okay with your dad now? Yeah. Yeah. But there must've been some trouble there when you realize that there's some resentment or did you uh, ever? Misplaced resentment at him for sure. Right. Yeah. Until it, I was like 21. Cause you sorted that out. Yeah. You go to therapy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I sorted it out on purpose because, well, I just started to realize, like, how, how was he so evil, like, from all the way over there? You know, like, I'm pretty sure he was concerned about me and wanted, you know, he didn't want this exact thing to happen where, like, I move out and I'm running out of money and, you know, I, at my mom's my manager and now, like, they're not together anymore, so he's not really, like, responsible for them, and it's just like, what do we, you know, what do we do? We're talking to you once again about Better Help, our sponsor here on the Jason Ellis Podcast. If you're depressed, if you're angry, or if you're just burnt out, why not talk to BetterHelp? Burnout's one of those things that can just creep up on you. All of a sudden, you realize you're in a bad mood, and boy, maybe I've been in a bad mood for a bunch of days, a bunch of weeks, a bunch of months. Am I just a bummed out dude who's a bummer to be around? Maybe you need better help. I would really not want to die after knowing I was bummed out for like a week or a month or something. It's not that big of a deal. You reach out, and within 48 hours, you got somebody to talk to. And what's the worst that could happen? You know, find another one because you didn't like that one, or they actually helped you have a better day. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Jason Ellis podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Ellis. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash Ellis. Hey everybody, Jason Ellis here. If you are a busy guy or a girl and you do a lot of things and you don't have time to feed yourself, Athletic Greens is a thing that you must get. 
One tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic greens, superfood blend, and more in one convenient and, might I add, delicious daily serving. The special blend of high-quality bioavailable ingredients and a scoop of AG1 work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus, aid with gut health and digestion, and support a healthy immune system, effectively replacing multiple products or pills with one healthy, and I will repeat, delicious drink. To make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash J-E-S today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash J-E-S to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. What you do in that situation? I could see you at that age thinking like you just dumped our whole family on me. Um, so I I don't know if it's misplaced resentment. Well, I feel like it's kind of well. I don't see any other way that I could have like all I ever wanted to do was compete in the contest that I was in. Yeah, and I was like doing well in them. Yeah, doing like ten eighties and yeah, meeting all sorts of cool people. If I could go back, I moved down. You know, my mom comes down for those two weeks at a time, and I stay with someone who isn't a shithead, and I try to do all the same things. But, like, that's not even, you know, I can't go back and do that. No. And I don't think if I lived a reasonable life, I don't, I think I would have done reasonable things. Like, I think I took skateboarding so far because of the chaos that I had to survive to get through like my back was against the wall like my family would have had to move states if i'm not getting podiums right. like it built me you know it's a lot of pressure at 16 yeah it's unnecessary pressure it is yeah but you and, think it helped you get to where you are well it for it forced me to be the way that i am you know like i treat this shit like my life depends on it right you know and there was only out of all this there was only like 19 or 18 to 21 where i was 18 to maybe 22 that i was just fucking livid like, i was pissed like I had, at them at it just at everything the way that everything like it's so unfair that was like my you know that's what those three years felt like yeah you know because i didn't have relationships in high school i didn't have like normal friends i'd move states so all my friends are at home going to school like Nothing really panned out when it came to like the sponsors I had. I, like they were all gone. You Wait, know? all the sponsors left at one point. Yeah. Why is that? Because of the industry? Because you were so good. I as- think it was a combo of the the industry. Because we went from Global X. Remember that Global X game series where yeah. it was like five in that year. Yeah. Um, I was sponsored by like Rockstar, GoPro, and Under Armour, and PlayStation, and like had you know all sorts of all sorts of money coming in. And then X Games went down to one contest a year. All those contracts ended. No one instantly. Re- instantly, no one wanted to re-sign. And I was, oh, I couldn't man it. Like, I was getting paid a lot. Like, well, for my standards, then Fuck you know, like two hundred, three hundred plus a year. You know, at, at sixteen, yeah, that's pretty. Good. And like, you know, and it, things were so bad. I didn't really have much. To, I didn't have much to show for it. Yeah. And then all the sponsors are gone. And so, like, a little bit of me was like, fuck this whole thing, right? I bought a Beamer in cash. So, like, I went and I sold it for, like, 15 grand, went to the drop zone, 
and did like 600 skydives that year and just like said fuck kind of fuck skateboarding fuck i didn't try you know i showed up to x games because i was invited got like sixth and did like 500 jumps i spent like a month and a half in spain doing like doing what skydiving just like fully just spent all my time in this new world with a bunch of misfits who kind of had that same fuck it mentality and got good at flying i mean flying's fun man it seems like it flying's fun so that was my break from skating and that you know that was really good for me at 18 19 find my own thing no one understood it no one really cared no attention involved like it's not a spectator sport so that was like you know that i think that was my way of like getting to california everything ramping up crashing and then i found skydiving i think that was like the way it went was it always <clears throat> skydiving or were you ever like wearing the squirrel suit? I never did the, I never did any base jumping or wingsuiting. Okay. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. Cause yeah, cause we knew some people who got into that and I, those people, I always felt like there was a little, a little twinge of a death wish yeah. there. I don't get that so much off skydiving. Yeah. Blue sky, black death. Yeah. What? Guys. Blue sky, black death, you know, kind of like. That's a saying? They just want to smell the flowers on their way out. Like uh, some of those base, some of those wingsuit base jumping guys. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Would but you... that but that wasn't you. No. Yeah. No. No. I stayed, you did not want stayed to die. Far. Stayed, <laughs> stayed high up in the sky. Parachute yeah. every time. Well, and I cared about the sport, actually, and the people. And like if you die skydiving, it's like really lame for skydiving. Like, yeah. It's safe enough that like if you want to die, like go do that on your own time, like somewhere else. Like don't be that guy like don't ruin don't play a bad part in skydiving uh. you know that's kind of in the like we don't like when people do dangerous things in the sport because like it is safe enough to do right you know yeah, i have like i have like a right. thousand jumps i know people with like well over twenty thousand. Right. you know if you a lot of times if you're doing dangerous things while skydiving people will like yeah crack down on you so quickly good yeah 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 because what are we doing here yeah, we're trying up, to enjoy we're, yourself. Please don't be. Enjoy it. Yeah, it's like some bird dude just trying to kill himself every time he's <laughs> at the ramp. I'm like, dude, can you not do that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, when things started going sideways with you, you're not the first kid that progressed through the teen years as a skating prodigy, whatever you want to call it. Um, you're not the first person who had some difficulties with that. Did anybody within the sport, within the industry, try to give you some words of advice? Try to actively intervene to smooth the transition? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hard no i mean he kept it pretty secret man that's what i was just about to say i mean you yeah. didn't know i drank right so, i didn't know like, when i did but you weren't that that close to the industry at the time did nobody know um very 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 oh, okay. very few people knew anything yeah. and i don't think anyone knew that it was my dollar like my manager like my other my my manager didn't know the guys running the contest didn't know you know, it is just we seemed like a pretty affable, normal family, you know. So how does that all get resolved? Uh put your foot down, you know, whenever you, you're ready. You did. That's that's it. Yeah. Did your mom move from away or is she still here? Uh well, she has now she's just moved to Minnesota because her mom is pretty sick, so she's spending time with her. Okay. Doing that. But I moved out right when I turned seventeen. Okay, and like, but still paid for their place. I I gave her like a thousand bucks a month for maybe seven months, 
And it was just, that was a really hard final transition, like for me and for her, you know, because it signified so much more than just the money. It signified the end of, you know, our of the relationship as it was, yeah. you know, from three years old to 17, you know, she was couch surfing and doing all these things with me. And like, we built all these relationships together and, you know, it's just time to fly the coop and it, and it just wasn't that clean. Yeah. It wasn't that like clean of like a let go or for me to like really w- when it was time to put your foot down. But I mean, was your mom kind of bummed out about you trying to not pay for her. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's not really fair. I agree. Sorry. Yeah. I know, you know, mom, like you said, she's there couch surfing from three to 17. That's insane. That's fucking super mom shit right there. Yeah. I would not be here and we're good now. Right. You know, and I would not be here without right. any of that. And there's so many things. Yeah. I still hear, you know, that's the voice that's in my head when I'm like getting, when I'm struggling with tricks, like the things she would tell me when I was seven, eight at the skate park, like see yourself rolling away and like what are you gonna do on the next wall or like a joke that like she would always bet a nickel when i was like really fucking scared or having a tough time making a trick she would bet a nickel on it and it would like lighten up the it would lighten up the mood she would always we'd spend up we'd be up late at night the night before contest writing my runs on wow on the paper and talking about visualization stuff that's awesome would she get her um like it sounds like she's got a, got an a, athlete, got through, a, yeah. through and through, is through she? and through. Is she? Yep, yep. Her sister is a pro tennis player. Okay, she played tennis growing up. She played baseball, softball, basketball. Right in college, she's giving you fucking legitimate. Oh my god, sports advice. Yeah, we'd practice my hardest trick at the end of my run when I was the most tired because, like, if I could do it then, then I could do it. Anytime. And she came up with that idea. Yep, yep. I mean, smart man. Well, we were good. I mean. What you saw was like us working together, eh. right? We were pretty unstoppable when we were like a solid team, yeah. right? And it wasn't till I didn't have struggles in contests till I was out of the house and I was on my, you know, I was on my own. Yeah, things got complicated, but that that relationship there was so important. So you found it difficult to compete without your mom, your mom's input boiled down yeah wow yeah for sure see relearn taught retaught yourself mm-hmm. i'm now calling the shots yep yep for that sure. was that was difficult well i think it was i think it was really hard when you're just used to a team aspect and then it turns into something else like we just built something that worked and now it's something else that i have to relearn yeah. you know and then plus I'm sick of skating. I'm sick of, like, I didn't trust myself with money. I didn't trust myself with sponsors. I didn't want to have to deal with the family struggles. I didn't want to have to deal with the pain that came from, you know, cashing another check or whatever. So, like, my focus was just scattered, man. It was fucking scattered. Blue Chew gets you That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Blue Chew does get you hard. So if you do have a penis and you would like that thing to stand up to full attention whenever you need it necessary, Blue Chew is your answer. That's right. They called me Ramrod in high school. Wow. (laughs) 
And and then they stopped calling me that. But you know what? <laughs> Ever since Blue Chew got in my life, Ramrod's back, baby. <laughs> Good to see. That's all I need say about that, I think. An online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office. No awkward conversations. Just a uh, discreet package showing up at your door so you can have an indiscreet package in your pants. If you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com. And guys, here's a special deal. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code Ellis at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping, $5 boners. That's bluechew.com, promo code Ellis, to receive your first month free. Hey, everybody, Jason Ellis talking about Raycon. Do you like headphones? Do you like music? Let's say you do interviews with people a lot where you have to stand in front of a laptop. You got those normal ones that they come with that fall out of your ears, or you can use Raycons where they are snug, and it's just whatever's coming, come cranking out of those, that's all you hear. It's the future. The Raycon Everyday Earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. Put them in your ear holes. They will not fall out. Trust us. 32-hour battery life. With Raycons, you get the same quality audio as a bunch of other premium audio brands, but at half the price. Same quality, half the price. These are the earbuds for you, my friend. Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 49,000 five-star reviews. And when you check them out, my guess is you're going to want to leave them a five-star review as well. Just go to buyraycon.com slash J-E-S today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash J-E-S to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash J-E-S. 18 to 21. How do you get that? back on track um i just i started going to therapy yeah yeah it was like i used to felt i love my career so much like it's so much of of who i am yeah to be able to go show up at these contests and like to try to put things down just that process right there is i mean i don't care if i win or lose but like showing up for myself like that sick properly prepared you know, all the relationships I built over the years, all the contests, like, and I felt that slipping away, like that passion was slipping away. I let, you know, I needed to be able to set boundaries with my family, with friends, with, you know, everyone in my life to be able to protect this thing. And I fucking couldn't. I couldn't for the life of me. I was getting so frustrated because I was exhausted. I was so tired. Right. I was just tired all the time and I didn't want to skate. And it's like, let me I just hired someone that had no stake in the game to so like they could remind me I'm not crazy between conversations. What do you mean? Hired somebody. Like a mental professional, a therapist, you know, basically being oh. like, "Hey, this is my like I need to learn how to talk to people and they're all going to freak out at me." And then, you know, so I'd go talk to my mom or my family or or friends if I was having troubles, go like have that conversation and then if it would go south, I could like go back to, you know, Pio Pico where I was going to therapy and be like, A, B, and C happened. Like, is my plan still valid? Yeah. You know, do I still deserve this space or yeah. like, do I let everyone come and just do what they've always done? You know, so in that, in that was actually pretty nice. Like I did a 1260 like four months after that, five months after that. Wow, it helped that much. It helped so much. You did a 1260? 
Yeah. <laughs> it helps so much. Fuck is that? Um, but then, as you know, with there, then it opened a can of worms, and I was like, "Hey, I've been depressed for a long time." Yeah, you know, and then that hit. I like landed in my body because right, you opened it up. Well, yeah, because you're because you're dealing with it. You're yeah. gonna deal with it, and then when you've dealt with it, you can move on with your life. Yeah, most so. people don't do that. Yeah. Like I didn't go to therapy until I was back against the wall. Yeah, I'm gonna be alone for the rest of my life if I don't go. So I went, and then I was like, "Oh man." This is going to be a lot of work. I'm going to have to really face a lot of shit. I really didn't want to. Every time I went, I didn't want to. Yep. But in the end, when I started seeing things work from going, then it made it a lot easier to go. Well, it's a blessing and a curse to accomplish like your biggest goal, right? I think a 1260 was like a really obvious one that I wasn't going to surpass anytime soon. And it didn't make me like it didn't make my life any better. And I got like uh, really scared from that. When you say didn't make your life any better, you mean you didn't feel that much joy from making the trick or? Yeah, I didn't feel very much from that. It was useful, but like I had problems. Why did you not get satisfied from that trick? Just because of all the other stuff in your head or? Well, and I, did think, you... I think my strategy was to use skateboarding to solve the problems in my life. Okay. You know, I wanted my relationship with my mom to get better. Like I wanted like my, my, I had a girlfriend at the time and we like split up very soon after that. I wanted that, you know, that event to help with that. I wanted like all the money to come back and for things to be able to like quiet down again. And it was just like none of my relationships got better. I was no happier. And I was like, I got, I mean, you kind of had options then. I was, I was scary. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. But you made it through it and you have sponsors because the scene is kind of back. Is Are things good for you financially? Yeah, things are fine financially. Okay. But I mean, I'm working on getting sponsors now. I have like seven events now between July and October. And that's it's been a while since that's been a thing, right? 1260 and then COVID hit. And then last year there was one. So right. it's been real quiet. I mean, thank God it's been quiet because, like, I got to sort out a whole life's worth of uh. shit, you know, in the last two years. Like, I don't know if I wouldn't have had the energy to compete and stuff, I don't think. So you're ready to go now. Yeah, I'm juiced. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've seen you do a very old kickflip McTwist. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah you're ready. You're going, to, <laughs> you're going to Elliot Sloan's backyard? Yeah, I think that's like uh It's got a mega ramp. Yeah. That's, that's where, July. That's where the X Games is. That's gonna be the X Games this yeah. year. Yep. At the Mega Park in the Vert. That was cheaper for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's it's like they wanted to test the Mega Park, but I think they also I think they just wanted to save the cash. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's that ramp when you get it set up at the X Games, it's a million dollars. Yeah. And if you do it at Elliott Sloan's Pretty sure Elliot Sloan's not getting a million dollars for the contest. No, I think they got away with a deal where they just resurfaced the ramp and called it a day or something yep. like that. Yeah. And put him on the team. Yeah. For probably a good chunk. Yeah, Elliot's going to be in, you know, he'll be in X Games. He's grandfathered in now, probably. That'll do it, yeah. Well, I think it's like a win-win for them, too, because I think it's cheaper, but I also get the impression, ESPN at least is under the impression that skate people want to see you all skating on places that are parts of the culture that Elliot's backyard has a lore to it. The staple center doesn't have a place 
in skating history. That's just where they used yeah. to set the ramp up. Is that so, how it feels for like you? Well, that's the, uh, I just read an article where they said oh, okay. ESPN said ratings were up like 13% when they did them in more like offbeat, non-traditional places. And oh, yeah. They felt like people want to see skaters in cool skating spots. It, it makes a lot of sense when you think of that it that makes way. Sense. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to get a piece of the culture. Exactly. And if you do it in a place where it is the culture, then it's more realistic to what we are. Yeah. As opposed to where the Minnesota Twins play baseball. Right. Yeah. That, that makes sense. As a, as a skater. I want to watch FMX. So when when they're not doing dirt jumps and Superman seat grabs like in the same stadium next to us, I'm like a little sad about it. Yeah, yeah, right. I agree because yeah. I I was around long enough to be in an X Games where it was all these other people, and it did feel like these are all the alternative athletes, the best guys in the world at at these weird not baseball sports. So yep. it kind of made you want to bring as much as you could to the table because now i'm representing myself and skateboarding yeah like we got to look good compared to these guys and freestyle moto looks fucking good Mm -hmm. so i was like oh shit we got to really go here or we're gonna get or we're gonna get like slept on we're gonna we're gonna disappear yeah they'll kick us out yeah 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 because they don't they don't give a fuck who is doing what if everyone watches it that's all they care about yeah they almost hate you do you, feel sorry, like do, do you feel like that's changed at all over the course of the, really sorry. the X Games that ESPN? Do you think they finally have respect for skating and action sports anywhere near on par what they have for, say, the NFL? <laughs> Why would they? <laughs> that's, that is a really good answer to that, because that's the least affi- annoying way to look at it, because he's, he's right. What do you mean, why would they? I, I can it's tell you, I, nowhere I, near as big. Right. Neither is the Olympic decathlon, but I think you ask a guy from Name ESPN. Name one person from mm-hmm. the Olympic decathlon. I agree. And yet, I think that people just, they just respect Olympians. Yeah, they know they're not going to make the same money off them that they make off of Tom Brady, but they respect the, the Olympic sports. I believe ESPN people respect Olympic sports, even if they can't make money off the shot put. Do you think they respect skating? No. I don't think they respect the olympics but i yeah i don't i i don't think they care about anyone i don't think they've cared about anyone you and i we know them personally well and i just nothing i don't hate them for it i get it like you're not you didn't grow up in skateboarding you don't owe anybody anything your boss's boss is telling you that this is the fucking thing you have to work on and you have to try to push this thing and if and most of them are like i grew up watching baseball i don't give a fuck about this dude yeah i heard one of the highest ranked guys say it out of his mouth to us like, I, you, you guys are fucking jokes. Like, Derek Jeter is a real athlete, not fucking Bob Burnquist. And I'm like, mm. I get it. Derek Jeter's like a really famous person. And I'm not saying he's a bad athlete. I'm just saying Bob is just as good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's one of these people. I know skateboarding is not this big mainstream thing, but in our little sport, he's one of the most talented humans that has ever touched the skateboard. Just like Derek Jeter, one of the most talented people that has ever fucking played baseball. To not, you know, fame-wise, be like, well, they're not as famous. Okay, okay, cool. I agree, not as famous. But, like, athletical skill ability? Come on, man. You're just a hater if you think that they're not as good as each other. If we switch, if skating and baseball switch places in American culture, like, you can just switch the names out. You know, I think think the high-ups would say that about 
you know, because that, that's like saying like a cricket guy isn't a real athlete because we don't care about cricket. Right. It's like, yeah. And know. have you seen them throw a ball? What is hey, that? watch it. Dude. I you know what? I don't like cricket. Either. What the fuck am I doing? That was weird. <laughs> it just got all Australian for a second. What are you fucking talking about? As soon as it came out, <laughs> cricket's like, a great sport. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't care one either. One of them's here. <laughs> <laughs> one of them yeah. is here. Ixnay on the edge of my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do get pissed at that. Vegemite's great. All right, I don't really eat it that much anymore. It they, is in my house, ready to go at all times. So. They came up with uh, Vegemite baked beans. Yeah, I now I know that my brother listens to the show. Hey Lee, how how's the Vegemite baked beans? I would I'd say if I called him right now, he'd be like, nah. Yeah. I don't fucking eat that. No, the early reviews don't seem to be positive. Yeah. Yeah. See, I feel like I'm right. I feel like it's weird for Vegemite to think that that was gonna work. Wait, is that real? Yeah. What the fuck? It's the ultimate we'll see mashup. It's not. Dude, rich tomatoes. It says, Beach what does it say in the kit? Rich tomato and ve- oh, dude, wait, tomato. Mm-hmm. Why is tomato in it? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, how is that the ultimate Aussie mash- matchup? I've never known beans to be a big part of Australian you culture. Bean See, this is when you know when like crazy Christians say stupid shit and they make all the other Christians look bad. This is what this is doing that to me. We don't fucking eat Vegemite bean tomatoes. We don't. We don't. We're not. So don't say that we do. Shut up, Vegemite. What would you even put that on? Your mum, if you don't like her or she something. She would hate that. It's not good. That's not good. We don't fucking do that. Vegemite on toast we do. Baked beans we do. Yeah. I've never seen any Australian with a Vegemite on toast with the beans. It doesn't go. It's beans and toast with butter and sausages. Then you can have Vegemite on toast before or after. You never put it on the same plate. So if beans touch the Vegemite, you don't do that. It's like putting beer in your ice cream. What the fuck? Do they do like Vegemite smoothies over I there? I am pissed right now. I cannot <laughs> believe that. You guys should bash cricket more because that, that fuck, I fucking, isn't Vegemite partly owned by England or something? I feel like this is what's happening here. This is not even, Vegemite is not Australian anymore. This is cultural appropriation. That's what I think it is. I think, honestly, Google it. I think Vegemite has been bought by an English company. It's Aussie face. It's a god. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I am offended. Uh, we, can, we can move on. We've been uh, collecting advice questions. Mitchie, listeners, real listeners, send us their questions. They have problems in their lives. They have nowhere else to turn. So they turn to the Jason Ellis show, and we just do our best to try to, to help them. Yeah. Uh, for example, this woman wrote to us. She says she thinks her husband is trying to poison her. No context. No, here's the context. I suspect he's putting something in my coffee, she says. I notice something smells funny, and when I drink it, my eyes get super puffy and swollen. I also suspect he's adding stuff to my lotions and bath products, which created brown discolorations on my skin. So once she started getting wise to this, she says she switched to drinking tea and she left decoy shampoos and skin products in the bathroom and hid the real products. She said her hair and her skin improved almost overnight. She then purchased a small camera and hid it in the bathroom. But when she checked it, someone had deleted all of the files. She said she moved the camera to a new location and mysteriously something went in front of the lens. I need help, she says. I've been married to this man for 11 years, 11 wonderful years, but I don't know what to do. 
I think my husband is trying to poison me. Oh, yeah. he is. Yeah. 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 You need to well, kill him. Well, I've yeah, never seen a man in the kitchen or with personal hygiene. Like, there you maybe go. he's trying his best. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Wait, you've never seen you've never seen a man with personal hygiene. <laughs> well, maybe he's just trying his best and and using the same towel to wipe the floor as the one that's hung on the. Oh wow! Oh, maybe he's not a murderer. Maybe he's just nasty <laughs> and really dumb. I definitely think like I don't think to hire a hitman that's tough. But I think you need to do that. I don't think I could. I've thought about this many times. Why? I'd be the person who'd hire the undercover. Guy. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh. It has to be a good friend yeah. that you know murders. That's why I tend to just think of you. Right, because I know murderer friends or because I'm a murderer? I feel like if the only... I wouldn't do it willy-nilly. I would only want somebody killed if they truly, obviously, objectively deserve to be murdered. Yeah. And I think if I... I the only scenario I could imagine where I'd want someone killed, I feel like I would tell you and you'd be like, oh yeah, that guy needs to die. I'll, I'll take care of that. Yeah. It just seems good like to if, know, if, Michael. If it was really, if someone really, really needed to die, like, how is that? How would that land on you to make the decision? What about if you somebody mean, like, put Lord? Vegemite and beans <laughs> on my shit? <laughs> this is a, this is a problem. For yeah, me now. I might have to fucking kill that person because they asked for it. They obviously want to die. I think this woman needs to start poisoning him back. Oh my god, yeah. Like pissing his lotion. Just the light um, poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just just to just to like oh well, if he's found the cameras, he probably knows that she's onto him. Wow, the ball's on this guy and he's still going for it. <laughs> I like how you went with pissing in something. Just to like there's a poison. <laughs> that's not gonna really it's just humiliating. No, I did that to a guy one time, he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. I saw him at our high school reunion. He's, He's maybe like a little sadness behind <laughs> the eyes. <laughs> so did we help? Uh, yeah, hire a hitman. Helped. 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 This one's a real doozy. Um, my son and daughter-in-law told us they wanted to do a family vacation. My wife and I were thrilled. So these are obviously people of a certain age. Uh, what we didn't find out until we got to the Florida resort they picked out was that it was clothing optional. Yes. Our son's wife's parents, uh, who seemed just fine with it, were also along for the trip. So you have a young married couple, their sets of parents, and the kids are springing on both sets of parents that it is a nudist resort. How old are the kids? They're old enough to be married. Like okay. 25, 30. Seeing our daughter-in-law and adult son in the raw was something we could have lived the rest of our lives without having to do. I know it's partially on us for not doing some homework before we signed up, but since it was a whole family vacation, it never crossed our minds. It would be so different, as my wife politely said. Do you think it would have been nice of our son and his wife to give us a little warning? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I don't, because I'm on the naked people's side. I always am. If you want to go to a naked camp or a naked weekend, I back it. You've I feel like that. we're born like this. Don't get so anal about my fucking private area like they everyone has one get so anal about my anus yeah like relax a little bit relax your anus and let me <laughs> relax mine but not telling them and knowing your parents because they're your parents which means you know that they are not like yeah vaginas that's my favorite thing to look at so if you know that then you probably should say hey just so you know you're probably going to see my wife's vagina this week. It would it, it would be weird to con your own parents into <laughs> seeing you naked. Yeah. Yeah. 
from a certain way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah what's that whole angle? Yeah, good point. <laughs> hey, guys, come with us yeah. so you can see my junk. I mean, the mom should have turned the tables on them by just participating. Spread eagle. It. And then just like constantly dropping things around them. Yeah. Oh, my keys, butterfingers. Yeah, and then it. just predators for all. Like, you see your mom's butthole, that'll, that'll change. Or just course. masturbate in front of them. Really... <laughs> yeah, that'll you guys got done. any coffee? You know, <laughs> pass me the fucking beans. <laughs> I think I think you have to see them and raise them. I think when they come to the house for Thanksgiving or Christmas, that's when they find out that you've invited the entire extended family for an S and M themed holiday. Nice. Yeah. 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 Somehow, be naked in front of them would be a way to pay them back. Come over to the house and you're just fully naked. Yeah. But it seems like a lose-lose because they seem like people that don't want to expose their vaginas. Yeah. That's the whole, that's why they wrote in. That's the problem. That's why you can't just start an OnlyFans and gift your adult children a membership. I would advise that those parents to start going to nude camps and really practice Mm. being nude and then show them, look at us. We go, we're like locked in deep to the nude scene. Yeah, you could make them pay for it forever by using that as your springboard and yeah. nudity, being like, thank you guys. Look we at can't us. stop no. being <laughs> naked. Here's another photo of us out yeah. this week. Just bombard them with vag shots. Just Get a bunch of work done. Mom gets big fake tits and duck lips, and yeah. dad gets that ball tightening surgery. Yeah. You can get into geriatric porn. Yeah, parents getting plastic surgery. I wonder what that's like. Like if your parents both decide to just have duck faces, that got to be weird, right? I'd be like, what? And th- and then somehow they're like, but we, it triggered from you taking us to this nude camp. It That is payback. You're stuck when you're, you just have to play the long con now. Yeah, but then you've got a duck face, so I don't know how much of a win that is. Great way to smite your enemies, though. Yeah. AKA just children. Duck face yourself. Where are... <laughs> Clothing optional family resorts outside of the United States. Palm Springs. <laughs> Very close to us, actually, in the United States. Palm Springs States. has a lot of new Easy driving distance. Camps. Uh, yeah. So hot. Not just gay. It's so hot. There's like. In many ways. Mixed new yeah. places. Breeders. Are there Breeders? when you've been in when you've been in, in nude situations, are there a lot of multi-generation family people there? Oh, like father son? Yeah. No, <laughs> but I don't know because I've never. You know what I mean, like if you're really old, I don't usually end up talking to you. But still, what I see is mainly can, old people. You like can to tell me, if like a guy and and his son both had like a fishing pole over their shoulder walking around nude, you would know that was a father son. Oh yeah, no, yep, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I haven't seen two dudes. They got like a matching left turn. <laughs> Look, they got the same face and fishing rods. I have not seen that I yet. I see you have your father's balls. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I feel like the the kids that are naked, it's usually the parents that are there. Like, I feel like this nude camp that they went to was most of the dicks and vaginas were 70 and up. Like, Katie and I have been to, what's that fucking thing in Palm Springs? Oh, Sea Mountain. Yeah, Sea Mountain where it's like, you know, everybody's nude and they all bone or whatever. But, you know, everybody's old. You know, like Katie and I were easily the youngest and fittest people there every time we went. Do, like, do the guys walk this? around like with hard-ons? Sometimes. sometimes nah, nah, sometimes because older guys, they'll take a fucking Cialis and walk around the whole day. Oh, so, so you I can't thinking, control your boner, which just means like a, hey, any takers kind of just walking uh, around with a dong buffet. It's not that it's not it's not that people don't just 
stick their dick in stuff. Like it's more you meet a group, you start talking to them, everyone's drinking, and then I think you know you kind of go, oh, I like this group, you know, I'll I'll play with them. And obviously the the group, the other people in the group are like, yeah, we like you, we want to play with you. There's no like every now and then a guy would come up and talk to Katie and I, and in and and I'd be like, no. You know what yeah. I mean? Like no way, but you don't say fuck off. He you know, he does he does he's talking and we show lack of interest and then he walks away. A couple of guys walked up to us with boners, right? Oh yeah, like for sure. Where guys like, hey, you guys doing? I'm like, good. Yeah, cool. My name's fucking Jerry or whatever. And I'm like, cool, Jerry. Yeah. Nice, nice boner. Yeah, nice. Nice. It's not. That's the other thing. Oh. It's never. I've never <laughs> seen a nice boner. It's usually. It's very. It's like I said, Katie's. By far the most smoking hot naked person there. Every time we've ever been there. Maybe a couple times I saw a girl where I was like, you're decent, but most of it is not very decent. A really old lady had sex with me in the pool. <laughs> Just, and that was kind of without asking too. That was Like what decade of her life are we talking? 70. Okay. And very sunburnt, oh. blonde headed. Um, She's like, like, where did I leave my glasses and all of a sudden back up on you? No, I was in the pool, and she came up and was started talking to me in the pool, and then she straddled me, and I was like, "Whoa!" And you know, she started. You're a to... very strong seventy eight year old. Yeah, <laughs> so that's not what I said in my head. I was like, "Whoa, are you trying to fuck me?" And then you know, she <laughs> she chubbed me up and just popped it in there, and I'm like, "Whoa!" I did not agree to that, and I remember looking at Katie. I was like, "Katie." Help! Raped. Get get old lady off my penis. Get dog the bounty hunter off me. <laughs> it was it was like a skinny dog the bounty hunter. Oh, it really no. was. Whatever yeah. mama wants, mama gets. Yeah, and that thing was like a succubus too. Because I'm like in the pool, you know, it's usually a bit hard to get. Yeah, pool sex in is tricky. Yeah, yeah, but not for her. That thing was ready to go. I was like, ah, oh, god. So yeah, it was a couple of pumps there. Oh. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Once it's in there, you gotta sure give it a couple of pumps. Enjoy your day, you know? Have another margarita, lady. <laughs> I think I'm a fairly confident person, but I never thought about the rejection side of swinging. I don't know how I carry on with my Palm Springs day if I get shot down in the nude. Well, it's not really... There's never a a blatant shutdown. There's more of a, you guys are not really getting along, mm. and that nev- then the guy or the girl doesn't n- press it. Because they're sensing that you're not interested. Yeah. But, but if later show- on in the night, when everyone gets really drunk, then that can happen. But if, if you're like, like uh, grab your dick and you're like, hey, nah. But it's usually, they're like, whatever, I'll just grab another dick. So many dicks here. Yeah. Yeah, they're all, yep, there is. But they're all, like I said, it, it was, it's different for when everyone's really old and out of shape. Like 85% of them are, are older and out of shape. And Katie and I are in shape and not wrinkly yet. So when everyone gets drunk, then yeah, they're like, "What's up?" Standards drop with you guys, and I'm like, "Oh no, oh no, my my standards are." Oh, but other I don't other need to people be drunk, mine are terrible. Mine are, as, <laughs> mine are as low as they go. Mine's- but like, if somebody shows up and they look like like Bruce Valanche or something, and who's that? He's like that big fat comedian with like a He Man haircut. Yeah, I don't know him, but a big fat guy. He's kind of rancid. Yeah. There's so if, not if too fat... many big fat guys, right, Katie? Mm, there's some pretty round bellies. There's some beer guts out there for yeah. sure. Because a lot of them are beer drinking guys, you know? Like the, and they when you get to like 60 and you've been drinking beer every weekend, 
and you didn't and you don't go to the gym yeah adds up you, yeah you look like that and then most of the girls are kind of just old they're not like really bad or anything more there's a couple of dudes out there where you know the the, the wife and the guy would come over and talk to us and i'd be like in, i i know what katie knows i'm thinking where i'm like uh chick's kind of hot but you're not fucking my wife, dude. Like, and I and and it's not my decision; that's her decision. But I already know the answer to it, so this isn't gonna work out. So that happens every now and then, but it's never. Hey, man, fuck off, my wife. It's no one ever gets that rude. It's more. Well, it's nice to meet you, and they go, okay, well, sensing that you guys are not gonna go for it, and then they'll move on. But if you're super gross and you just keep getting denied, 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 at the end of the night, are you just? relegated to sitting off to the side and jacking off i mean i didn't orgy. watch anybody all day get denied because i'm not watching for that but there's for sure guys well first of all you can't go there as a guy by yourself only girls can go by themselves oh gotcha gotcha so a guy is there sense. and he has a wife so he has somebody to fuck but sometimes yeah couples are not going to get with <laughs> any if, other couple or at least she has someone to fuck yeah yeah <laughs> But I feel like every now and then there's definitely a guy that's, you know, he's a bit drunk and yeah. a bit full of himself and he probably strolls around getting shut down the whole night. Got a right. whack dick. But I'm just not watching for that, you know? And it's not like it's his first time ever doing that. Like if you're- That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Most of them are just like, this is the game, yeah. you know? Like, oh, it's nice to meet you. You guys don't seem that interested in me. Fucking have a good day. You know, and they go over to the next one. Right. So it's not, it's never, I've never been in a situation where I have to <laughs> deny- <coughs> the person in a point where it's kind of rude you know like i have to go hey man fucking no all right like it's never no one's ever done that it's very polite i just can't stop dwelling on the potential negatives again so you bring your wife and worst case scenario i love that this is where the conversation it seems awkward that you would have to sympathy fuck your own wife and vice versa at the end of the night well i guess nobody wants to fuck us i guess we'll just fuck each other again (laughs) well then there's other ones where people aren't that We've done it where nobody's <laughs> hot enough, so we just fuck. Right. And do people like watch and whack fuck off? Yeah. Oh, no one. Wha- I've never seen anyone whack off at us because <laughs> I don't think I'd be cool with that. I'd be like, hey. Yeah, but for how sure. About a, how about an air horn? Uh-huh. Well, that would be acceptable for sure. <laughs> Dog yeah. the bounty hunters off to the side doing a little DJ set. That would happen for sure. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah, well, uh, remember, the best one we ever did was. We met this couple that everybody's there, everybody's drunk, everyone's like kind of trumper looking guys and girls. And then there were these two nerdy couples that had Starbucks coffees. And I told Kate, I go, look at these two over here. And one of them, the guy looked like Bill Gates and the girl looked like <laughs> Bill Gates' sister. Like short hair. They both had glasses. Jill Gates. Real, pa- real pasty. <laughs> yes. Jill and Bill Gates. Drinking Starbucks, and I was like, man, those people and us are the most opposite people on the planet. Now you gotta fuck them. We gotta fuck them. And she was like, because he wasn't that good. And she wasn't that great either, but it was just so weird. So Katie ended up hitting it off with the guy because he's a scientist and he's talking about lasers and shit. (laughs) So Katie's like, I like talking to this guy. I guess I'll let him fuck me. So then we went into some room and I'm fucking her and he's fucking Katie and we look at each other and I'm, I'm having a good time, but I look at Katie and it's not like he's got a little wiener and he's, you know, doing the little thing and I know know Katie doesn't like that. (laughs) So I just remember looking over and I'm like, ah, ah man, 
taking one for the team. Because <laughs> I know that if I got up, I was like, you know what? I don't feel good about this. Katie would be like, yeah, me too. Let's go. But I was like, I feel like you, you don't, you like the guy because he's a scientist. I know Katie. She can, you know, she can take a dick for the team. It's no big deal. <laughs> and then we, and then we had a relationship with him. We had, we exchanged numbers and. Katie, did you see him ever again? No, he used to email me fairly often. Right, but his wife new laser facts memes. His wife would come over to my come over to the house sometimes. <laughs> yep, remember? Yep. Mm -hmm. Without her. without Bill? Yeah, no Bill, just Jill. Wow. Yeah, and I would pound Jill in a floaty toy in the pill in the pool. That was my. It's like I'm just gonna go in the backyard with Jill, hammer it out. How long would she be over for in total? What percentage of the time would not be sex? Twenty percent. <laughs> cool. Like you got to. Yeah. leave or do you want to drink or something that sounds ideal yeah 20 percent. yeah just like you know good to see you here's my dick <laughs> i spent five minutes talking about lasers and then you get the fuck out of here yeah because she was into lasers too but i don't care about lasers <laughs> i just wanted to fuck <laughs> i was like laser laser just blow me yeah that was, that was that one i don't regret at all i thought that was fun as fuck I have a ton more advice questions. I don't know how much time we have. We also have aqua farts that we need to uh, to address. Shoot. Should we do one more question or you want to go straight to the farts? Should we go to the farts? Farts, farts. farts. All right. Uh, this is, I opened the door and you guys were talking about yeah. fart submissions. So welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mitchie, you skateboard. I My job is to uh, play farts. <laughs> That's what I do. Every now and then I skate, but I'm more of a fart specialist these days. So we have been asking people to send in their aqua farts. Yeah. Do you know what an aqua fart is, Mitchie? We don't need to tell you, right? No idea. He's still trying can, to compose I himself. I just imagine bubbles floating up. Yeah. If you had yes. this. That's all an aqua. In the, yeah. You're yeah. pretty much there. Yeah. Uh, can I see the, uh, the audio thingy? Show me I just dog. want to play an aquafart for oh, Mitchie yeah, so yeah. he understands. This is an aquafart. <laughs> <That's wet. laughs> Here's another one. <laughs> yeah, those are plenty wet. Dude. Right? Yeah. And then we've got video now because people, Kevin came up with the idea of what if somebody poured water down their ass crack while they farted, like a, cas a cascading aquafart. And we've got like, Serious? They win. They win free shit. It's like the opposite of the flame one. Yeah. You, like, oh yeah. Into a flame. Fire yep. and ice. Yeah. Ooh, could we do that? Would that work? Can so if somebody does a flame fart and then an aqua fart, you get a steam fart. I'll send you two hundred dollars. Do <laughs> steam fart. Couldn't you theoretically, if you angled it just right, do both a fire and water fart? That, that seems that's impossible. What I'm right. That seems well, impossible. But if you do that, that's cash money. You win immediately. I mean, it might be dangerous to advise listeners to light their farts. Uh, yeah, we're not, we we're not on Sirius yeah, yeah, yeah. XM anymore. Fucking sue me. We can keep a lighter right here, and if yeah. I ever feel one coming, I'll just do one live. live I in put studio. three lit lighters in my dick yesterday. I saw that on your uh, Twitter. Yeah. How'd you that didn't feel? see the photo. I got photos and video. <laughs> I didn't see those. I, I was almost getting four in. Katie was helping me, but I was like, I'm like, oof, could be an injury. But then No, I not figured, the Zippo. Then I figured I could swallow them. And I've swallowed them. My dick can hold three bicks. Turns out you got more of a three skin. People don't know. <laughs> some people don't know this, but I am the king of all pouches. Yeah. Do you know about that, Mitchie? Well, it's Australians, right? It's like the, no. the kangaroo. No. And you. 
good guess. That's so, how they were raised. Yeah, this is how I became the king of all pouches because I am my, my mum's a kangaroo, so obviously I have a big pouch. But yeah, I'm, that's how I got on the Howard Stern show. You know that? I didn't. I pitched to them that uh, one of your uh, guys has uh, uncircumcised penis. So do I. Let's have a contest who can hold the most M and M's, as you do, right? Yeah, naturally. And they said, you know what? Fucking, you're booked. And I, that's how I got my foot in the door with the Stern show. Genius. Thank you. It wasn't actually in your mouth, not your dick. <clears throat> <laughs> actually, you know what? They melt in your dick, too. I was thinking of the amount of chocolate. It's, yeah. They nah, kind of melt in your hands, too. I had, a rain- kind of bullshit. I had a rainbow stain in my underwear when I got back to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it's to be super gross. <laughs> so, yeah, aquafarts. Yeah, so um, these... These two guys sent in a video, and these guys might be my new my new heroes. So, two homies drinking beers. They got a tub full of water. Oh, this is what I'm talking. And they're about. doing a tandem one. I think only the guy who's like shirtless. He's got a red dragon's tattoo. I think he's the only person farting. And then why is the Pauly, other guy there? I think he was trying to help. Maybe like they could both blast at the same time. Yeah, and he couldn't blast. I don't think so. We we can analyze the, the, it's cool the video. Cool that he went in there with him. That was a friend, you know. Yeah. Like, hey man, I'm a bit insecure about my aquafarts. Hey brother, I'll fucking stick my butt in there with you. Like, yeah. let's all don't get worry, along. Everybody goes tandem the first time. Submit to Alice at <laughs> gmail.com if you want to enter this contest. If it's a good fart, just, I just Venmo you a hundred bucks. Like, what? Who the fuck wouldn't want to do that? Skateboards, signed T-shirts, whatever the fuck books. You can win all this stuff. Submit to Alice at gmail.com. Yeah, these guys seem like my kind of people. And shout out to Polly for putting emojis on the screen and blurring out your dick so we don't get flagged for nudity. Yeah. Yeah, here you go. Wow, that was really cool. <laughs> okay, stop. Man, who isn't having fun, right? Like, that's a fun house. The dude in the the other dude in the bathtub. He looks like he's taking a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hands on the knees, looking down. Dude, I don't want to see the rest of that video Just... where he stands up and there's a floating log in the fucking bathtub. <laughs> he was in a good position to crank one, if you ask me. Yeah, that was that was a pretty fun one. That was a great effort. Yeah, make I like sure I get all that guy's info and we'll send him some stuff, even if he gets beaten by the next contestant. Yeah. So um, we have a guy here. This is Scott. He previously won doing screaming farts. So mm. he's he's back on his bullshit. He sent us a few more screaming farts. Um, do you know about screaming farts, no, Mitchie? No. Yeah, this is another thing that I do besides skateboarding. I came up with the idea that if you fart and scream at the same time, it's very difficult to record the right way because your scream is going to be louder than the fart. But if you put the phone near your ass, so it picks up the fart and the scream in the background, Screaming fart is very funny to watch somebody do. I, the, the best one I ever saw was a guy with a monster hat <laughs> and his kid was in the passenger seat yeah. because he obviously picked his kid up from school. He picked his kid up pre-scream fart. So super dad, super dad's got his kid in the passenger seat while he goes, and he's one of those people that can do the Slayer scream, so it was a really good scream, and cranked a huge fart, and his son is just like, damn. <laughs> What the fuck? Like, it's a really cool video. <laughs> All right, so here's here's this guy assuming the position and giving us some screaming farts. And <laughs> 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 that... Oh, my God. Why did he scream like that? <laughs> 
Wait, more? Yeah, he gave us a compilation. <laughs> he did a death metal. Yeah. Dead. I like that he's in an RV. I know. And Dead. that is how the fartcore genre was launched. Fartcore. If I could get like 20 people to do that at the same time, that's a viral video. Because he looks possessed. Don't you think, like, if you didn't explain screaming farts and I was just like, this guy needs help, Mitchie, you would think, yeah, he needs an exorcism. I know everything about what just happened. I still think he needs help. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. But we love him. Yeah. Man, that you're guy getting a hundred bucks, dude. That's fucking done deal right there. Holy shit. That, I'm going to try that. You look so weird when you do a scream. And fought on your knees and him, elbows. Him trying to work out the timing. The scream would start way early, or one time a fart got out first. And then, ah! Oh, shit, that was fun. If you're ever bored, people, just drop a screaming fart and record it and send it to your friends. And you've made the world a better place for a second. You really have. I don't see how anybody of my friends sends me a video of that, how I'm not immediately happy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if I'm having a bad day and someone goes, hey, man, cheer up. Ah, I would be fucking cheered up. You ever, in the middle of a vert run, you ever have to fart and, it, and you fart in the transition while you're, while you're pumping and it, like, stings? <laughs> Does that ever happen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, that's so good. Yeah. You got to do, like, the air. You got to be up in the top of the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the spot where if it was going to go, it goes. I did. I got at the Y a long time ago. I went off the roll-in and I'd been at the mega ramp before it. And I was like, going down the roll-in, big deal. But the, because the transition's way tighter and I'd been drinking the night before, I fucking, right when it hit the transition, I shotted my <laughs> pants. <laughs> And just you know me, like I just immediately go, oh fuck, I shit my pants. I'm not one to hide stuff. And everyone's like, what? And I'm like, Tra the transition made me shit my pants and know it was coming. Wasn't ready for those G's. Yeah, huh? I wasn't ready for those G's, son. <laughs> it just pulled it. Out. Yeah, like because I was, you know, the transition kind of bit me. Like I was like, whoa, that was way tighter than I thought. And you know what I mean? I was like, oh shit. So then I like. I, I like jumped out on the other side with poo in my pants. And uh, well, that's a new trick, right? You get to name that. Is it? <laughs> I mean, if you're me, you're definitely grasping at new trick straws. <laughs> but I, I don't know. How, I don't know if I'm that desperate. I think I might just, you know, work on some other stuff. But yeah, just go to the bathroom, wipe, and get back on the board. I left immediately, though. I left immediately. Somebody shit their pants at the comedy show last night, and Katie saw her. She had a diaper. Katie went to the bathroom and some lady, you tell a story. You saw it. Oh my God. This lady was changing. So there's a stall in the bathroom and then there was another stall that would Camera's have been. not in, up. I know because we're using it. No, no, I, I gave oh, it back to you. you. So there's another stall next to it that would have been handicapped, but it had like a curtain rod across it with a curtain, but it was open like this much. And so like you walk in, one stall's full. I go to see if anyone's in there and I see a naked ass. I'm like, why? Someone's changing in there. Like, this is a comedy show. Who's changing their pants? And the whole bathroom, it smelled like, have you ever smelled an open sewer? It went through the club. Oh, yeah. Or like rot, rotting meat. It went into the 
into the comedy room. Yeah. Are you saying because that's where she shit herself or from the bathroom? It went from out? the bathroom. She oh, wow. she destroyed the men's bathroom yeah. from yeah. the woman's bathroom. So I don't know what's going on. The, the other stall opens up. I go in there. I'm peeing. I'm hacking and coughing and like like trying to pull my shirt up over my face because it's so bad. When I get out, there's a Lysol on the counter and I'm like spraying it all over my over my head to try to like wash my hands and not, you know, choke to death. And then this woman comes out like an elderly woman um, with a long black dress on. And I still at this point don't know what happened, but apparently she had been changing her depends that she just shat. But she herself still smelled so fucking bad. And she ended up sitting two seats away from us all night. At the club, just oh, reeking and, like shit. Every server ran- that came up was like, wow, did someone shit their pants? Yeah, like right yes, to the lady. Did. Like at one point, the guy who's, he's a friend of mine, who's a, a server there, who's also a comic, like, you know, one of the real dudes, he works there to try and get spots. Nice guy. And he comes over, he's like, whoa, someone fucking shit their pants over here? <laughs> and Katie's like, uh, come here, come here. And then whispered into the side of his head, yes, that lady right next to you. So maybe don't say that. But most of the servers the whole night were like, I can't. This is one of the hardest nights I've ever had in my life. And, and this lady stayed for the whole show with a shitty diaper on. I guess. That's commitment. Maybe you're she used loves to comedy. it. Well, yeah. yeah. Do you think that's just Susan? Like, I mean, Bill Burr, in her defense, <laughs> Bill Burr was there. And I, I would really want to see Bill Burr. He fucking did kill. So, yeah, if I shit know. my pants, I'm not missing Bill Burr. Right? Maybe she wanted to see him before she died, which is probably huh. going to be pretty soon. Right. Wow. That's <laughs> not a bad story. Wow. You know what? She didn't look good, Michael. No. She had like a, ba- a patch on her arm as well. One of those little like things that you can poke stuff into, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A, little, sure. a little port. Yeah, she yeah, seemed, yeah. yeah. That's, that's often chemo, right? Is oh, it? fuck. Oh. I know somebody who's got stuff well, in the back. You're definitely going to stay there. They're tricep. Yeah. yeah. This is the last time you'll see Bill Burr for sure. Well, I had a, I had a very similar thing happen once. My my buddy from high school, uh, we were friends and our moms were friends. And a few years later, we reconnected and they were like, yeah, you should come over. We're having a party. So we come over and we're hanging out in their living room and stuff. And my buddy goes into the bathroom and then this we, we smell something. And this woman walks in and she just addresses the entire party. She's like, this is very embarrassing, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. My colostomy bag just popped, so I kind of have to go and and handle this right now. And right when she got finished explaining it, my buddy walks out of the bathroom and he's like, "Oh, what the fuck is that?" And everybody's like, "Josh, shh, shh. she's shit. like, no, no, you guys don't smell that. It smells like fucking shit. It smells like shit in here." And the lady's just like, "Oh my god!" And we're all just like, "Dude, stop it, stop it!" And like he's like, "Why? You don't smell it?" And it, wow. it just kept going. It was yeah. it was really awkward. I had one of those. Probably the one of the most embarrassing moments in my life, but it was people that I didn't know, so I guess I didn't care as much. But I was like, "This is for sure the most embarrassing announcement you're ever going to make in your life." So I was at a party in Palm Springs, gay guys doing gay stuff. Uh, I might have just recently done some gay stuff, and everyone's by the pool, so I go out and sit on the couch by the pool, and I sneezed. And when I sneezed, stuff shot out of me. You hocked a loogie. And I stood up and I was like, oh my God. It's not Rocket. You you shot at someone's couch. (laughs) Yeah, was it ass phlegm or just like a turd? It was like poop. Poop, poop. Yep. (laughs) It was like a a dollop on the couch. (laughs) So I get up 
and they're all talking and no one saw it. And I'm like, I'm, I gotta, I gotta own it. Like, I'm not gonna leave and someone's gonna be like, who fucking shit on the couch? I mean, did, were they dog owners? No, no, there was no dog. All right, yeah, you're fucked. You got. No, I didn't. I'm not that guy. I don't. I'm such a bad liar. It's not worth it for me. <laughs> so I go, "Hey guys," <laughs> and everybody turns around. I'm like, "Okay, I've got everybody's full attention. Awesome." So the thing is, is I just sneezed and uh, accidentally shit on your couch. What? How do I? Do you have stuff to clean it? I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll clean it off. And they're like, oh, no, it's totally cool. You know, just use the hose. So now I've got the couch cushion and I'm hosing poo off a couch cushion. Was it like indoor outdoor stuff? Yeah. Oh, you're fine. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was not fine. I left pretty soon after that because I was like, I cannot look at any of you in the eye. It was for sure the, the lamest thing I've ever had to announce. Well, easily. They made it sound like Jared just did that last week. They, like, well, it's. In that community, I feel like that does happen from time to time. So, yeah, they were for that. They were the best people to tell because I feel like if it was you guys, you'd be like, what? And then I'd have to feel even worse. I mean, I feel like if you dabble in butt stuff regularly, you have to sometimes expect a, a poo emergency. Yeah. And yeah, shit happens. Unfortunately, it's a part of the game. Yeah. Uh, do we have time to bang out a couple more of these? Fuck yeah. Okay. So this guy, this isn't a screaming fart. Are you it's having not fun, Mitchie Brusco? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Sorry, do you do this on your podcast as well? I haven't mentioned poop a single time, yeah. actually. I'm getting wow. all the poop conversations in now. Yeah. It's a different show. Yeah. So this guy, his dog was in the room and jumped on his ass. So he <laughs> farted on it. Farted on a dog. Ten. Yeah. Is that, a, is, that, is that allowed? Yeah. <laughs> Is he leaving? Yeah. He leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't done that? Though? Who hasn't farted uh, on their dog? So this guy's laying on his belly for the people that aren't watching on YouTube. And God damn it, you should be because you don't want to miss this. But yeah. the dog is just pretty much nestled right in his ass crack. It's like a little poodle. Dogs always do that. And cats. And when if when this guy farts, the dog like sits up and just looks directly into his ass crack. Like, yeah. What's in there? Yeah. How'd you do that, dad? Yeah. That was That's, a good one. Yeah, great. Nice work. If you're ever going to fart on a dog, it's exactly that context. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't put your butt on a dog and fart on him. Yeah. Premeditated. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, has to accidentally snuggle into the anus crack. And that's when you give him one. That's yeah. when you strike. Yeah. So um, this next one, we might need help from uh, the network blurring this one out. Because there is some butt crack. I don't know how you guys feel about playing this. Yeah, well, they can blur it. Okay, so this is another... Cascading liquid death. I think it's the the lime green flavored one. Yeah, I'm uh, drinking it right now. Severed lime. Severed lime. Yeah, this is this this video is gonna make it taste much better. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Dang! I don't know why I was hoping for a baby powder poof. Yeah, um, I was thinking it was gonna be a water spray because yeah. that was a powerful fart. Yeah, turn yourself into a sprinkler head. It might be the angle. It might be the like his butthole might be a little bit lower. So if he arched his back a little bit more, it might have gotten the water to actually pass by his anus. The water's so clear. Yeah. 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 I believe some spritzing must have happened. Yeah, for it had sure. Maybe a little bit. Just the camera didn't pick it up. Yeah. But that's still a great effort and a great fart. And yeah, yeah you did. That one must have been ready for a while. Yeah, it seemed like a little bit hurt. 
<laughs> seemed like a bit of a burner. But thank God you poured cold water over the top of it. Probably eased that, made it easy for him. And Great then, competitors. What an effort. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. Thank you for doing that for us. Is this like a werewolf video? What is this? No, this guy said he started drinking a lot during um, lockdown. That helps. And made a three-minute fart video compilation. Of- Not a three-minute fart. That's no. So I was going to say. It's just three minutes of him farting. Okay. But there's there's no there's no water. There's no screaming. It's just farts. So, so. wait, wait, wait. He started long before you guys requested farts. We've been like requesting it. farts for a couple of years. Now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was, a, it was a safe guess that sooner or later ask for this. Dan, did he put the microphone in his ass? Yeah, he really went for it. These farts sound pissed. So we're gonna do three minutes of this, eh? It's, so when you guys get sick of it. So, what's your Instagram, Mitchie? <laughs> Who got shit to do? Oh my god, I can't. You're gonna make this my theme song for that. <laughs> I can see it on Instagram now. Right. Follow me at MitchyBrusco84. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't know if I can do three minutes, yeah. dude. It might be too much. Can we combo it with the? Uh... Oh, we can't do the no. show outro at the same time. That's too bad. Yeah. The yeah. fact that we completely trust him to not repeat a single one, like they're all original. There's a lot of honor in the fart game. I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it's legit. Much like skydiving, you know, <laughs> it's just an honor. People system. understand that there's a community there. You got to think about more than just yourself. Yeah, and if anybody sends in dangerous farts, I'll definitely warn you not to do that because yeah. farting is is fun and healthy and not dangerous unless you're stupid and you make farting dangerous. Don't make farting dangerous, you guys. Imagine Fart what, safe. What you get from that that Vegemite bean mashup? Yeah. I bet that guy tried it once and then filmed a three-minute video. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if any American could eat a full can of Vegemite beans. Like maybe that, maybe at gunpoint, LA Beast guy yeah. could probably do it. But that's yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds like the dumbest thing ever. But then again, they do have professional scooter racing, mm. so that might be the dumbest thing ever. I don't know. Vegemite beans, scooter racing, scooters being a sport, Vegemite beans. Fucking stupid. That's a fucking stupid scale right there. And it's fucking teetering. You fucking idiots. Fucking five finger fuck punch. Sorry. See? And that's don't send me scooter videos, you fucking assholes. See what happened? I didn't even click on it. Just saw the photo of it and I'm fucking triggered. Stop sending me scooter shit. I fucking hate it, alright? But I'm trying to be happy. <laughs> and you show me that if I get mad at the world. And the world doesn't need me being mad at it. You watch the scooter video and leave me out of it. I'm over here trying to keep it real. You know? Fucking assholes. If you scooter, that's cool. Fuck that. Hurt. It's cool to... You can do that. Just don't do it near me, man. Lady people, fuck off. You know? Fuck, fuck off. Scooter cunt. Fuck you. Fucking assholes. At Mitchie Briscoe 84, you say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and your podcast. Brusco Talk Shop. Check it out, everybody. It's a good show. He puts in a lot of work. It's really weird for a skateboarder to put in that much effort in a podcast. He really does a great job. 
Yeah. Thanks for driving all this way, dude, and being on the show. Thank you for having me. Best of luck in everything. I know you're going to do great this year and for many years. And thanks for your contributions to skateboarding because you're an innovator, man. Like, there's like the 1080s and fucking 12, what? 1260. Doesn't make, what the fuck? I can't believe I'm alive. And that is a thing. And you do it. Insane. So cool. All right, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for liking, describe, check out our Patreon show, patreon.com slash Alice. Alice, mate. Sorry, yeah. And yeah, we've got a lot of content there. Enjoy your life. Love each other. Don't die. If you want more Jason Ellis show, sign up for their Patreon at patreon.com slash Mate for a two-hour show every Tuesday and Wednesday. To watch full episodes of The Jason Ellis Show, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash The Jason Ellis Show. And don't forget to follow the crew on Instagram at Wolfmate, at Tollywood, at Kevin Craft, at Underwearwolf, and at The Jason Ellis Show. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bed sheets or skincare, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Now, open your eyes. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.